This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Patterson Program, where you'll learn how to improve your health from the inside out. And now, your host, Clint Patterson. Today, I've got lovely Jenny on the call, and uh, she's all the way from sunny Queensland in Australia. How are you today, Jenny? Good, thank you. How are you, Clint? I'm great. And as always, I'm thrilled to be able to share with our audience your fabulous story and improvements on the Patterson program. And I look forward to hearing this myself since we've done what I like to do, which is withhold all the juicy bits until we go live so that then I can experience it with the audience. So just to give us a sample of of what we're in for, tell us how far have you come? What's your sort of before and after situation? Um, My before was pretty, well, I had a really bad feeling that I wasn't going to get any further in my life. I couldn't walk. Um, We had lots of stairs in our house. I couldn't walk up the stairs. Um, I thought, oh, my goodness, is this my life? You know, is this what I'm going to be like? And I had a walking stick. So, yeah, it wasn't very nice. Mm -hmm. And then my husband found the Patterson program for me online and I said, well, I've got to try this. This This sounds fantastic. This is like the light at the end of my tunnel, so to speak. So, yeah, we started the, I started the Patterson program. Um, I was very strict with it. I didn't sway either way. You know, I was stuck to it. I just didn't do, want to do anything wrong because I wanted just to get better. So that's how it all started. Okay. And compared to where you were before, how are you now? Oh, I can walk. I can walk across the road without fear of getting run over. I can, you know, I go to exercise. I lead a really normal lifestyle. So before I wasn't, so, so much better. <laughs> awesome. Okay, fantastic. Well, what happened? How did it all sort of break down in your body uh, originally? And I believe you have sciatic arthritis. So yeah. explain to me, you know, how this all started, when it started and, and how quickly it progressed. Well, it, it started probably in about 2014. I um, had swelling in my knee and I thought I had a meniscus tear um, my doctor sent me for an MRI and, um, yeah, that was the, the result, was the meniscus tear. Uh, we tried physiotherapy, but that didn't work. So I went to see a surgeon and he said, oh, look, I'll go in and have a look, you know, but it looks like you've got a pretty big tear there, so we'll operate. And um, he operated. And But when I was supposed to be getting better, I just kept swelling. Mm. So I kept going back to him for having cortisone shots and um, drainage in my okay. knee. And she said, oh, we'll go on again. I don't normally do this, but we'll go on again just in case I've missed something. So he went back in again. There was another small tear, but I just didn't get better. And then my left knee swelled up. So I basically couldn't walk at that stage. And um, so he said, go and see a rheumatologist. And he recommended me to a rheumatologist. And the rheumatologist said, look, you know, did the test, you've got psoriatic arthritis. And I thought, thank goodness, I haven't got rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> this is great, you know, like, it can't be as bad as rheumatoid arthritis. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, yes. I, I see sciatic as just rheumatoid plus psoriasis. I just see it as the same disease plus something else. 
So certainly, uh, certainly by no means is it uh, uh, less. As I said, I think you've got a couple of things going on there. So did did you see psoriasis showing up as well for that diagnosis, or how, how did he? No. So did you ever have any psoriasis on your skin? No, never. Right, never. and so he diagnosed you with psoriatic because it was asymmetric, or what was it? Um, no, because it wasn't asymmetric, but um, because he did the drainage on my knee and had my fluid and my knee tested. Um, he also did bloods. I didn't show any RH. Um, oh, rheumatoid factor, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. at all. And so that's how he diagnosed it. Okay. Yeah, that's what Okay. But I think right. the fluid in the knee when he diagnosed that, he said, "Yeah, this is what it is." He said that. He said it was a really hard thing to diagnose as psoriatic arthritis because it doesn't have that rheumatoid factor. Mm. But, and um, he said, "I'm going to put you on sulfazalazine." Okay. And so he put me on 25 milligrams of prednisone first, and then I started taking the sulfazalazine. Okay. And I ended up in hospital with a really bad reaction. I was in quarantine for six days. I lost all my white blood cell count. I had to have bone marrow biopsy and then I had to have injections to boost my white blood cell count back again. My so gosh. It was a horrible, horrible. Right. Injury. Now, now, what did the doctors attribute all of that to? The methotrex, the sulfacelazine or the pregnazone? Um, sulfasalazine. I was allergic to sulfur and I explained that to the rheumatologist. He said, oh, look, we'll just give it a go, shall we? <laughs> and he, next thing you know, I get a phone call saying, oh, don't go anywhere, stay inside, don't go to the house, I'm sending you to a haematologist and we're going to get your blood checked and um, you need to go into hospital. Now, so, now that call must have been triggered by him receiving an updated blood test and looking at the results, and then, you know, basically it's a red flag has been raised with your white cells, and he's made that call and said, "Get to the hospital." Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Right. Okay. So this is fascinating and horrific. So what happened next? Then I said to my husband, I don't want to go back on any medication because the next one was methotrexate. Yep. And I've also had hepatitis in the past, so I was a little bit worried about the liver damage. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so he said, oh, I found this, this program online and it's called the Patterson Program. Maybe you should look into that. And I thought, yes, you know, that's where I'm going to go. And And I knew that diet would help me. I just had this feeling about it. And I'd also asked the rheumatologist about diet and he said, no, that won't fix anything, you know. So <laughs> I really proved him wrong. <laughs> but I had to naturally like to see him again. I started seeing somebody else after that. But, um, yeah, so it, I just came ahead in leaps and bounds pretty much. I took me two years to get off the prednisone though. Oh, now I want to explore that a little bit more in a second. I very much want to explore that. Um, Okay, so in terms of your drug usage, you obviously didn't go back on sulfasalazine. You were scared of the methotrexate. So you just stayed on the prednisone. You came out of the emergency room and you just stayed on that and you followed Patterson program and that's what you did, yeah, for the last two years. Is that correct? Yeah, and I saw a GP and um, she started taking my bloods, but it probably wasn't until the end of... um Probably till I've been on the Patterson program for six months, I, I started getting my bloods taken. Right, so okay. I wasn't even aware of 
you know, when I was the rheumatologist, I wasn't aware of the, um, like the CRP or the ESR. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that until I saw your program. But yeah. I, I just wanted to really concentrate on weaning myself off the prednisone and mm-hmm. um, get better. Yeah. So that's what I did. But, yeah. um, I went down half a milligram, but that didn't really work. I, mm-hmm. just, I just had to keep going back up. And I got an infection and then I had to go on antibiotics and that kind of like put me back back, back up again to the five milligrams. And so then I started going down by a quarter and it took a long time, but it got me off it. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. So you were using a tablet cutter to uh, cut them into a quarter. Yeah. yeah. And so let's explore this a little further because there are a lot of people in your situation it's a very challenging situation to be on prednisone and you're addicted to it. And I mean that not in a bad way. Well, it's only a bad way. But I mean like you're not – it's not like you're not wanting to be on it. Do you know what I mean? Like you're trying to get off, but it just this, – this, the consequences of the lowering are such that it's very difficult to get off. So how long did you wait until you were steady again after each quarter milligram dose like, what was your general approach here? Probably every fortnight. Okay, so around the world, a lot of countries don't use the word fortnight. That means two weeks uh, rolling. So you would drop a quarter, you would wait two weeks, and in that two weeks you would resettle yourself and adjust, and then you would make any adjustments to your diet, make it more simple if you needed to exercise a bit more, I'm guessing. You're nodding, so good. And then you would uh, maybe do another quarter if you felt up to it. Is this correct? Yeah, that's right. I mean, if I had some swelling, I probably would delay it a few days. You know, I'd probably reset my diet and then I would wait for the swelling to go down and then I'd start, you know, that quarter because Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to think it was, you know, I wanted to be sure that it was the diet and that's why Mm -hmm. the swelling was not the prednisone. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely did. That's why I never... That's why I never took painkillers at all and I never took pregnazone. Thank God my rheumatologist doesn't believe in it and I'm sure you can appreciate why, having tried to get off it for two years. And also I never even took – if I ever took painkillers that were natural things like curcumin, I would only ever take it in a consistent fashion because if you take it sort of willy-nilly or haphazardly, then you're constantly interfering with the feedback mechanism of the pain relating to what you're eating. And so you get confused. And so my guidance to people with things like supplements, like curcumin, is if you, if you really want to take them to, to um, get some pain relief, I only recommend them as a way to try and get off something else that's worse. And then once you get off that thing that's worse, the pharmaceutical, then try and get off the curcumin as well because all the pain relief we need comes when we have a sensational diet, great exercise, stress reduction, and uh, a perfect uh, microbiome. So all so much can be done uh, without the supplementation. Right. So now, did you have any um, emotional up and downs when you were trying to get off the prednisone? Um, no, not really. I, you know, My emotional level has been quite good. I didn't get depressed or anything like that. But I think I got frustrated because, you know, I'd probably get go down like maybe two milligrams and then something would happen, you know, like I got this infection and then I had to go back up again and then I had to start all over again because I was only ju- I was doing half a tablet then I had to go back to a quarter of a tablet and yeah. I just wanted to get off it. But you've got to be patient, I suppose, and 
realise that you will get off it. It just mm. takes time. Okay. All right. Then where are you now with regards to your medication usage and your pain levels? Okay. I don't take any medication whatsoever. My pain levels are pretty good. Um, I'm If I ever get pain, it's probably more of a physical thing. You know, like I might twist my knee sometimes. I, I've been to Bikram and I twisted my knee a couple of, probably about a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And then I go back, to, I had to go to physio and then I went again a couple of weeks ago and I did the same thing again. So I'm not sure how I'm doing it yeah. and I've got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, that's, and that's my good knee. That's not my knee that I've had the operations Right, on. right. So in terms of, in terms of autoimmunity, you would say that you don't get what people call flares or what I call reactions to now the foods that you're eating and your lifestyle. Yeah, well, my food, my diet is still quite basic. You yeah. know, I do produce things every now and again and I know pretty much, you know, straight away if that thing, I do get still get flares, you know, in that sense. If I eat the wrong food, that's yeah. what it's, yeah, mainly. Yeah. I'm so careful. I don't really exactly right. So, so you know that as long as you play by the rules, that you have confidence and control over your situation. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty good compared to you know being with the walking stick and having the two blown up knees. I mean, it's. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's just amazing. Like I'm leading a normal life. You know, this is. Oh, so good. I can't thank you enough for this program. This is just, you know, just like I said, the light at the end of my tunnel. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. well, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, you're very welcome. And uh, this is uh, this is the greatest thrill for me is uh, to be able to meet yourself and people like you and hear your stories. And it just gives me the greatest buzz because I just think, wow, you know, this is uh, – uh, you know, it's is it's not just about sort of you know helping people a little bit. It's about total transformation of of you know you're set for the rest of your life now as long as you you know stick close to what works and you don't go eating cheese pizzas every weekend. You're gonna be you're gonna be sweet, you know. And the fact that we can actually say that and believe that is absolutely remarkable. You know, I don't know if I have much. Um, many medical practitioners in the area of rheumatology who watch these recordings and listen to my podcast or on my mailing list or whatever. But they would, if they first come across these kind of conversations, they'd be like, oh, no, you can't say that. This could totally come back. And uh, this is you're just in a temporary state and stuff. And that's not true. That's not true. I'm going on, I don't know if it's five or six years, no problems. Like I consistently defy what is considered medically impossible. Yeah, amazing. It's not going to change. It's not going to change because the the awareness that I got going through the gut healing process occurred over many years. It wasn't like I think I know what caused it. I can just pinpoint every aspect of the whole thing with the exception of the last little bit where I introduced three things at the same time. It was my only mistake. I introduced oatmeal, orange juice and potassium supplements all at the same time and that extinguished the last bit of my smoldering of inflammation and I'm almost certain it was from the oatmeal but potassium supplementation has been studied to uh, to help 
rheumatoid folks. And also the orange juice is also uh, high in potassium, surprisingly enough. And also, um, you know, the vitamin C can contribute as well. But, you know, I think, let's face it, it's always the food, isn't it? And it's all, and, and, um, the oats have just got so many benefits for stimulating uh, lactobacillus bacteria. And I just, you know, there's a whole podcast about that. But anyway, um, so it's just my, so great. My cat's here. <laughs> She's excited too. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, before we say what next and what you've got planned, can you tell us uh, some tips? What would you, so how would you encourage others if you're able to sit down with them for a few minutes? And what would you say to someone who's, on the fence or let's talk about people who are on the fence and then we'll talk about people who are struggling. Yes, well, I think you, first of all, you've got to give it a go. That's the first thing you've got to do. And I think you need to follow the, the instructions, so to speak, you know, to the T because I really believe that you can't sway from, you know, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it. For me, that was it. You know, I didn't have any choice. I just felt like, you know, it's either this or the drugs. And this is a much, much better alternative. Plus, you have to be really patient. And also, when introducing foods, you got to realise that you're, you're not the same as everybody else. Because I know that you introduced oranges, and I tried oranges, but I haven't been able to eat oranges. Mm-hmm. So for that and potatoes. I can't eat potatoes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like not everybody's the same. So yeah. you've just got, got to take, your, take it at your own pace, be patient, and just introduce foods one at a time and follow the, you know, the, the instructions, the, the different um, levels that you've got, you know, the introduction of the different yep. foods at what stage. Um, if you're on prenazine, you've got to understand that your gut probably won't heal until you get off it. Um, I've been off it probably nearly seven months, maybe eight months, and I've only just started to feel that my gut is, is getting better and that I can tolerate a few more things. So, you know, that that's the big key, I think, to yeah. think. Well, that yep, yeah. plays into exactly my existing knowledge and my teachings on that as well. Pre- whilst you're on prednisone, you know, you're fighting with one, if not two, hands tied behind your back and uh, it just consistently tries to undermine the attempts to heal the gut. And so, you know, I'm, I'm extremely impressed and wildly excited for you that you were able to slowly get it down so low that you, you know, won the arm wrestle. You know, it's like an arm wrestle. It's just you're constantly battling and that, and, and it just, you can, you know, those times you watch an arm wrestle and it doesn't seem like anything's going. There's two opposite forces and they're barely moving. And, and then eventually, finally, you start to get the leverage and just getting off just a quarter at a time, you, you got the leverage and then you won the arm wrestle and then now you're able to see the healing take place and now you've got that slow period. Once you um, get more and more foods in, it just gets easier and easier and easier. And then maybe once every now and then uh, you still might feel like a little twinge or something like, well, that's not quite right. And, and if you get that, you just reset back to baseline for one or two days and then you just resume wherever you were up to, resume with all the foods and you should be sweet to get straight back where you were. So yeah. it's exciting. And so um, any other thoughts before we uh, talk about maybe uh, what you've got planned for the future? Um, 
I don't think so. I just think, yeah, like I, I actually got a, the okay from the rheumatologist at the beginning there. She doesn't want to see me again. <laughs> so that was amazing. Um, how, did just, that, how did that go down? I mean, was it a visit or was it just a letter? No, it was a visit. And I, my um, CRP was under one. And my, I can't remember, my ESR was pretty low. So she said, look, as far as I'm concerned, you, you know, you've got no symptoms and um, you don't need to come and see me again. You can book an appointment just in case, you know, that you have a problem and then you can come back. And, but I've cancelled my appointment twice now. So I, I don't think I'll be making any more appointments at all. But that was that was to me like I jumped up and down. I just couldn't believe it. I was just so happy. Yeah. Yes, so. yes. So and what about your family? How have they been throughout this process? Oh, extremely supportive. I've got um, my husband doesn't eat vegan. Right. He, he, you know, like, but he is a lot healthier because of it. He um, eats all my food, you know, like my salads. I don't make salads with her, just I make salads with herbs and watercress and beetroot and, you know, yeah. all the good stuff. Yeah. And, um, so he has that every night, pretty much, or every second night, and yeah. or vegetables or stir fries. But yeah, he still eats his. It's better than me. <laughs> okay. Well, he would have imp- his health would have improved by, oh. you know, by proximity. You know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I've got my girls cook pretty much um, a lot of vegan meals. So, um, yeah, they're all on board. They're all just absolutely, you know, amazed that I've come this far. So they're really excited. Yeah, really happy. Yes. Yeah. And the rheumatologist did the rheumatologist say something like? I'm going to have to get you in to speak to all of my patients and tell them to do whatever you've done <laughs> and encourage every single person that walks into my clinic now to go on this Patterson program so that then I can reduce their medications, make them happier and make them healthier to avoid future complications with other diseases. No. She just said to me, I think you got better because you wiped out your white blood cell count and many years ago they did tests to find out whether if they did like got rid of all your white blood cells that you could reboost your immune system. And she said maybe that had something to do with it. That's what she said. But I think she was a little bit more open than what most rheumatologists were and she was very happy for me to go on with my diet and, you know, and she didn't force me into start taking anything. She said, look, you just do what you think's right and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just keep taking your bloods and we'll just see how you go. So... She was open in that respect, and she was a nice person. So yeah, I yeah. think that's all we can ask for. You know, they, they don't. You know, when you go to someone who's a car mechanic and you start talking about how to grow flowers, uh, the car mechanic's not going to understand how flowers grow. And if you try and tell them that they should shift their business to flower growing, they're probably not going to think that 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 that's something that they want to do because they don't know anything about it. So fair enough. And uh, what about, what do you got planned now? Uh, have you got some uh, exciting things planned? Have you got some trips planned or you feel more social, you want to spend more time with some friends and family? Tell us what's next. Well, I really want to travel. I used to travel quite a bit and um, that basically everything went to a big halt when this all started. But, um, yeah, I've, I'm organising my birthday in New Zealand next year, so that will be good for, you know, spend a couple of weeks in New Zealand. But I have been like travelling interstate and staying Airbnb and just cooking for myself and, you know, like we go out and I might eat before we go out because I find, still find it quite hard unless I ring beforehand and try and work out, you know, like 
they've got something that I can eat or they cook without anything without oils and, yeah. you know, yeah. so, yeah, but I hope to, you know, now that my food variation is getting bigger, you know, I can yeah. have a little more. I'm hoping now that I will be able to just, like, do a lot more um, dining out and, you know, <laughs> Doing that. Well, we have friends over. We've got a nice, you know, like balcony that we can all sit on, and so we, you know, we entertain yeah. a little bit, and yeah, yeah. it's good. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'm very happy. I'm just happy to be well. To be yeah. Honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's remarkably a good feeling, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know, you come over something like this, and it just makes everything else seem trivial. But I catch myself sometimes getting upset with some things, like just. I don't know, sleep behaviours with the kids or whatever it might be. It's things that things that are not real problems. They're just part of being alive or being a parent or, you know, just living in a Western kind of world and uh, the problems that I sort of get, you know, bothered by. And then I just think to myself, hang on a second. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago when I could barely walk and I was on, you know, maximum dose of the methotrexate and i was going to bikram yoga every single day just so that i could walk the next day being terrified of having to ever go out interstate for any reason because i wouldn't be able to you know have any security about being able to to walk properly going to events hobbling and needing help onto stage i mean it was a mess yeah uh, so yeah and then i think about that and then i think whoop okay, this is nothing. This is a joke. This isn't even a problem. This is just something I can learn from, you know, compared to what I used to go through. So I hear. Yeah, I have a different respect for people that have, you know, that are in wheelchairs and what have you. And I, I understand the struggle that they must go through every day and, you know, and I just I sometimes see people and I think, I wonder if you've got rheumatoid arthritis because mm-hmm. they've got sticks and what have you. Mm-hmm. I just would like to let everyone know that you know this is this is an alternative and it's a natural alternative and it works. You know, it's just amazing, mm-hmm. it's fantastic, mm-hmm. mm. wonderful. Well, I'm so pleased that you responded so well uh, to the changes that that uh, I believe in, and I now see that you fully believe in and and got results like I got, and uh, it's very encouraging to, for people who are relying upon these chunks of information for inspiration because the the path is long and the path is slow and the path can be so frustrating and uh every time we uh we learn from someone like yourself who's been there and been in the trenches and doing it the hard way it really does uh, help to uh to to get up the next day and uh, exercise and to eat the right foods and to continue to apply the discipline that's needed yeah, definitely. And you're a much healthier person for it as well. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It feels good if you, uh, you know, if you meet the criteria which many of us can meet to be bulletproof from having a heart attack, to have virtually no chance of ever getting type two diabetes, or to eliminate it if you currently have it, and all of the big list of things that that we we feel confident about, uh, not in a gloating way, but just in a in a quite factual way. It's just statistical outcome reduction, isn't it? It's just, well, here are the stats. You have these results, these blood markers. Uh, you're in this category of risk. And if you eat a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet, no junk food, then you're in the lowest category risk. Exactly. My yeah. cholesterol level has gone down. Like I had quite high cholesterol mm-hmm. and my cholesterol level is like low normal. <laughs> like it's really good. <laughs> it's- 
Fantastic, right? My when I used to go to my rheumatologist, it was actually I found it quite interesting. But he used to obsess about my cholesterol more than he did anything else. He's like, "How did you get it that low?" <laughs> he said, "Whatever you're doing, you should bottle it and sell it." And all he was talking about was the cholesterol. He was just fascinated by the cholesterol because he said it's like the best cholesterol levels that he'd ever seen and and I swear that's all he he just was fascinated by it he really did find it remarkable and I I just um I just explained to him what I was doing and uh and yeah but it was always a fun thing for me to see his eyeballs pop out of his head at my cholesterol <laughs> it's gone back up since I've, I've expanded my diet. Now it's just in the low range of normal. It's not below normal anymore. It's just in the low range of normal. And I found that interesting because now, you know, uh, I guess, um, you know, I just, eat, I just eat so much diversity now and uh, not as much greens. You know, I was so, so crazy about the greens consumption and yeah. I believe that the, you know the greens just seem to pull the cholesterol out. It just seems to tear it right out. It, not in a um, that sounded like a harsh thing, but it just seems to lower the cholesterol levels a lot, proportional to dramatic amounts of leafy greens. And so when I just eased off on that because I didn't have to as much to feed my healthy bacteria, then I um, I found the cholesterol just gently went back up a little bit. Right side, right, which I'm really happy about. And I think it's because, yeah, I'm probably more diverse in my diet now and I have like quinoa pasta and rice noodles and, you know, just a few more carbs, I suppose, Yeah, which has kind of helped me put the weight back on, which is good. Yeah, yeah. As you as the foods get just a fraction more processed, and you get into those, uh, you know, pasta varieties of, of things, you burn the fuel quicker, so that you end up wanting to eat more again sooner. So in a day, you actually end up eating a little bit more food, which then you know the more calories uh, obviously helps if you're working on muscle gain and stuff to have the extra calories to work on. So it all, you know, it. The, hard, the hardest part's the early stages. That's the hard part. And then it just slowly, slowly unfolds. Seems like forever those first few months. But then you just get used to it. You just, you know, you're just in the swing of it. and You, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you don't really need or want to eat anything else. You know, occasionally you think, oh, I like a bit of cheese, but then you just go, nah, <laughs> I'm not eating cheese. <laughs> Pain-free feels better than che- cheese yeah. tastes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, fabulous. Well, thanks so much. It's been great to chat with you. And uh, I'm looking out the, the window in the background. I can see a gorgeous big gum tree just uh, just blowing in the wind and it makes me miss home. So I appreciate uh, being able to see that as well because, you know, the uh, certainly the, the landscape and the uh, outdoors of Australia is in, my, is my blood and I really do miss it. So uh, it's nice to see that tree. You're living in obviously a beautiful part of the world. Complain, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. This has been lovely, especially at an early time, eight AM there in Australia. So thanks so much, and I look forward to uh, keeping in touch. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, and have a good day. You too. You've been listening to the Patterson Program. For more information, visit pattersonprogram.com.